I'm going to say that less than 1% of people have the discipline and the ability to coupon at an extreme level that, that bulking up is really going to be their best method. I'd say about 80% of people that go to the big bulk stores end up hurting themselves financially instead of helping themselves financially. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. In this episode, we're talking about how to make your budget more successful. There are so many things, David, that you and I can share that we've learned through our own experience of budgeting and things we've learned from coaching and seeing other people budget that I think will help our listeners on learning how to make some of those areas of their budget that maybe is stressing them out, maybe it's harder to, to keep them in line. Uh, and hopefully some of these tips will help um, our listeners to understand how to better uh, manage those areas, therefore be more successful in their budget. Yeah, most of the time people don't even realize that there's an issue with the budget. And I think that some of the things that we mentioned today is going to spark something in your mind as you're listening to say, oh, I hadn't even thought about that in my right. budget. And so now I know what to do with it. Now I know where to put it and how to handle that. And even some really basic things, like we were talking a little bit about groceries and uh, talking about buying clubs like Sam's Club and Costco. And, um, you know, we have a lot of bias in our mind to this is a good deal for us mm -hmm. or this is the right way to do it. And we're going to address some of those in today's episode. Yep. Yep. I love it. Uh, this is one of the, the things that I think I really enjoy talking about uh, probably the most because in so many years of, of doing this, I've learned some things. Sometimes I'm making mistakes over and over and over again and realizing, oh, this is why this is a problem. And I want to share some of that because I've found that a lot of the clients that I work with, when I share these things, it just cuts off months of hard work for them and sometimes uh, just the frustration of getting a budget in place and making it work. And what I've learned is to really share these things early on. And this is why I wanted us to do this episode and, and really help maybe short circuit some of this, uh, this process of getting a budget to really stick and, and work well for people. So hopefully some of these tips will be beneficial. Yeah. And I don't know, Leo, how long have you been budgeting? Ashley and I, well, I've been budgeting for over 10 years mm -hmm. uh, with an active budget in place that I knew where every dollar was going. And so um, I can tell you that even this year, you know, I started to change some things and yeah. fix some things and add some things to the budget that made it better. Every year yeah. I've got it. I've got all those records going back 10 years and every year I can see how mine has evolved and gotten better. Mm -hmm. So the point here of this episode is that, you know, I've got 10 years of tips to give and Leo... Yeah, this, this is my 26th year of budget. Okay. So Leo's got 26 <laughs> Which makes me old. years. That's really what all that means is I'm old. So Leo's got 26 years of tips and, and saying, hey it should look like this or shift it to be like this. This is going to be really valuable in that, uh, let's say you're in your first, second or third year, or maybe your 10th year, you're going to hear some things that are really valuable that it took us a while to even figure out. And right. so that's going right. to be the cool thing is there's some really some depth of experience in dealing with the budget. I agree. So let's start with the first one that you mentioned at the beginning, which is this area of, of groceries where we use either a Costco or Sam's club or some kind of a discount club of buying in bulk. We're all, we all want to save money. Oh yeah, of course. And this is the purpose of some of these clubs is that we have a membership to a place where we can go and get things at a discount. And that sounds very appealing to us, but there are some things that we have to be aware of. And so let's talk about our different experiences and, and hopefully that'll help our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I get, I actually get people, you know, with the question, uh, quite often that are asking me, Hey, you know, 
is it a good idea to have a Sam's Club membership? Mm-hmm. Is it a good idea to go to Costco? Or they'll come and tell me about the great deal that they got at right. one of these clubs. Right. And they'll be saying, you know, the membership more than paid for itself. And here's the value. And here's why I go. And I love this about this store. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against the stores at all. No. But I've noticed a few trends when I've worked with people one-on-one. And then even in my own personal life. And I think that's where it's come from the most. Right. Is that uh, Ashley and I, we um, have a Sam's Club membership. Because there's a Sam's Club right down the road. And right. then uh, her parents have a Costco membership. So I've been to Costco several times with them. And and we would go down to the Sam's Club and begin to go shopping for different things. And I love it. The store's beautiful. There's a lot of objects there that I'm mm-hmm. like, I hadn't thought about that. Yep. There's literally things that I'm like, I've never thought about buying that. But now that I see it here at the store, I'm actually, I want one of those. <laughs> you know, right. there, there's some things that I'm like, huh, I, I want to buy one of those. And so so as, as we've gone through it personally, uh, I've noticed that we could easily spend $200 or more. And people that I've sat with and counseled, I've seen $400, $500 bills at Costco, at Sam's Club. We could easily spend 200 bucks and use up almost half of our monthly grocery budget in right. one trip. And we've gotten several things in bulk, but we've not actually gotten everything that we need to prepare meals and to and provide our groceries for two weeks, and right? live on for yep. two weeks. Right. Yep. So we've spent we've spent almost half of our grocery budget, and yet we've not gotten two weeks of groceries. We've gotten some big bulky things. Right. Now, uh, in some of those areas, it was a savings, but I'm now spending next month's money. Mm-hmm. to buy something this month. Right. And if I'm going to do that, I've got to put that in the budget. Have right. you seen that, Leo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, the funny thing is you and I have talked about this before, how I have, Natalie and I have looked at this like three years in a row. We would go to Costco. You know, they would have this membership day or whatever, or you could mm-hmm. go in and kind of try it out or whatever. And we would go through, and Natalie's really good at, she's, she, even though I love numbers, she's more of the numbers person. Even though she doesn't like the details, I like the details. She's the numbers person, though. She can do mental math real quick. That's awesome. Uh, she remembers uh, prices, those kind of things. I'm, I'm, I'm not that detailed when it comes to that. I don't, she's, I don't keep it in my mind. But I would go with her, and I would just ask her because she's the one who remembers these numbers. And I would say, okay, is that a good deal? Or I would say, hey, that's a good deal. And she's like, mm, actually, it's not. All right. And and so she because she knows how much it is per, not just per. Um, item but per unit meaning right right the size of the let's say mayonnaise and all of that the brand whatever and i would look and i said look you know there's like you know 82 ounces of mayonnaise like, that'll <laughs> last us like eight years and she's like yeah but it won't be good a year from now so so anyway we were we went through and looked at everything and we found out that that yes there were some deals but they weren't like extravagant it wasn't right, like whoa right. this is going to cut our bill in half no, it was like savings here and there. And then we, the other issue that we had is that, one, we knew that there would be a membership. And granted, it's not a lot, but it is a membership. It's an extra fee. And then to use it, we wanted to see if it was going to be a good value. Right. And what we found is that the savings we were going to have is spread over several months. So if we're buying something, and let's say we buy meat, and, and we freeze it, and it's good for three months. Well, hopefully, you know, it will be good three months from now. It won't be as fresh as if I went and bought it this week. So right. there's that issue. But if it's better meat, then okay. The issue we found, though, is that we would spend, like you said, we would spend a bulk of the money going, let's say, to a Costco or Sam's. And then over the next three months, we would use those items. Right. 
But the problem is we didn't have the money set aside to use for the next three months. And we didn't lower our budget for the next three months right. in order to compensate That's for this That's the expense. interesting thing is that you yeah. spend that extra 200 but you still spend your original $500 in groceries exactly. for that month. And you spend the 500 the next month the next month, depending on what your budget is yeah. for groceries. But, but you've essentially spent an extra $200. And not even realized it because you're like, no, no, this was a good deal. It was in bulk yeah. and I'm going to use this over three months. And yeah. Well, what I came down to is looking at it from a, I knew what my budget was per month. So I was trying to figure out how do I fit it in here, right? And it was really hard for me to figure out, okay, I can't say for sure that I spend $100 per month, meaning I spend $300 in one, sh one shopping spree. And then for the next three months, I use it. Well, what if I use it for two and a half months? What if I use it for four months? I, I just couldn't figure out how this savings was going to work into my budget. And yeah. It was harder to manage. And it was really more of a management thing. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I had, let's say, my budget at the time, maybe let's say it was $600 a month for the family. And if I spent 300 at Costco, then I would have to figure out how to put $100 in the budget every month, which, which means I would take that 600 and I'd say, okay, from now on, I'm only spending 500 a month that $100 is going to add up for the next three months, and then I make another Costco run. In, in theory, that, that sounds good, and I think you can make it work. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that's probably the only way you should do it. Yeah. Put the money aside for three months, then go to Costco and have a limit. Right, so that's that to me where where it became a little challenging. Plus, I didn't see huge savings, so for us, it was like mm, we just decided not to use it. So that was a big thing for Ashley and I is when I would go and look, and I'm not great great on prices, but there's a few items that I really keep an eye on and mm -hmm. say, hey, I know that I'm going to need paper towels and toilet paper right. and this kind of meat and um, you know this this one particular category of food or whatever. There are a few things that I do keep an eye on, and maybe not down to the price per ounce, but the price per unit, where I'm really looking at, okay, what does it cost me when I go to Walmart or Target or Kroger versus one of these big stores? And the truth is, is that the, the competition in the grocery market mm -hmm. has dramatically driven prices down yes. and cut margins. And so where it used to make sense, maybe even a decade ago, you could, if you bought in bulk, you could get a really good deal. Mm -hmm. Now you can get almost the exact same deal at you know a, a local yeah. grocery store, yeah, I agree, and and that's what I kept finding is okay. I'm going to buy two months of uh, paper towels mm -hmm. versus paying the exact same price and buying one month of paper towels. Right. Well, now I don't have to store two months worth somewhere. So the yeah. stockpiling, the storing, yeah, <laughs> th th that's that's part of the issue. Also, it's like okay, if I'm going to buy three months worth of food and put it in my freezer, well, my freezer is going to be stocked mm -hmm. full. And what we found is, and this is something that I think that's worth mentioning, is when you have a ton of stuff of a specific product, let's say, for instance, you find Coke, you really like right, Coke, right. you like only the Coke, not the, not the you know, Diet Zero, zero any, none of that, vanilla, like the classic right. stuff, right? And you like that, and you find it on sale at Costco, so you buy, you know, three, four cases, and you put them in your pantry. Well, I'm going to guarantee you that if you see that Coke in front of you, four cases of it. It's right. much easier to grab a can every time you go in there yes. than if you bought, let's say, one case for the week and the whole family sharing. Now you know, okay, it's running low. We're going to have to go again and get some more. And there's something psychological, I think, that happens. I have an abundance. Yes. I can have more. Yes. And so there's that, plus there's the storing and all the other stuff. So there, there are some consequences there. And then the last one I want to mention is this. When you're in a place like that, where it's not just groceries, you're not in there just to buy groceries. You think you are. But you are distracted because down the middle of Costco or Sam's, you've got all these other things, furniture, clothing, uh, household goods. 
And none of us are blind. We're walking there with eyes wide open, and we see things. So the other reason we decided not to do it is that I found myself to be impulsively driven <laughs> yes, to purchase yes. things uh, when I was in there. Yes, the aisles with all the food is that was the goal, right? To go right. look and see if this was going to be a deal. But at the end of the day, man, I saw things in the middle of the aisles, and I'm like, well, I could really use that lawnmower. Or, wow, look at this swing set. Man, this would be awesome in the backyard. And before you know it, you're spending money that you had never intended to spend. Yes. Now, again, if you have a budget, it, you, you should you should be able to stand against those things. Just realize, though, many people who do not have a steady budget, they're more likely to be um, driven yeah. to spend yeah. and have that impulse to spend when they're not... Uh, you know, we're not aware of it. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing is, you know, I wouldn't usually buy pretzels filled with peanut butter. Mm. Uh, but when <laughs> I walk by and I see a yeah. giant tub of them and I'm hungry and I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. Yeah. What a great snack. Well, now I didn't buy an eight ounce uh, right. box of pretzels with peanut butter. I bought a 40 ounce or, you know, I bought this mm -hmm. giant tub and it's an impulse buy. And yep. usually if I had that impulse buy, I might spend $2. But now I'm spending over $10 on an impulse buy on something that I'll eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm probably not going to eat all of that, you know, four or you, pounds. Or you that, might. Or I might. You know, that's the <laughs> in, other thing. In a is, week instead of in three months. Right. Like you said with the Coke, because now I can just grab it more easily. So if I add up those impulse buys, even though they're technically groceries, and mm -hmm. even though they're technically things that I will consume, right. uh, it's kind of interesting because I wouldn't have made that same purchase and I definitely wouldn't have consumed those same things. And so... It, it, there are things that when I go to Sam's Club that I'll buy that I'm like, man, I can't believe I spent $50 on five impulse little items. Right. And they're not little because there I'm buying in bulk. If right. I had done it at Walmart and I bought those same five you items. I spend a third of the money. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And so, so I just, we want to caution listeners that, that these bulk buying clubs can be a little bit overrated and mm -hmm. you've got to be very careful when you're going in. Uh, now, if you want to do this well, Put a budget in place. That's right. And make let, it a line item budget, category. Right. Yeah, let the budget dictate how much you're going to spend. Right. That way you're safe. And then right. you can buy the things that you want and you can even buy it in bulk, but you're prepared to do so. You're not yeah. going in there just pulling stuff off the shelf and then right. trying to figure out where that $300 over spending is going to come from. Yes. And be ready for the impulse. So Ashley and I, when we go, we kind of, it's almost like, hey, this is fun. Let's mm -hmm. go buy something. Like we have margin in our budget. Let's yep. go buy something on purpose that we wouldn't usually buy. Right. And we will actually do that. That's fun. But it's 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 fun. It's not an unexpected ouch right. at the end of the month. Like, wow, I can't believe we spent an extra 50 bucks on impulse things. And technically like, you're budgeting it for it. Right? We are, you right. said you have the margin right. to do it. So it's not like, oh, uh, I hope we'll figure it out. No, right. no, you, you know beforehand what you're going to be able to do. Right. And then there are people that really, really are experts at buying in bulk and that triple couponing. Oh, yeah. and they use the manufacturer side and the store side and the rebate side. That is a possibility. That I envy is, that skill. I don't right. have it and I don't have the patience for it, but I envy it. <laughs> and it takes an incredible amount of discipline. Yes. Incredible amount. And you end up bulking up on things you might not love, but it's because it's such a good deal. And so just be aware that if you want to live your lifestyle that way, that will work and that is, that's fine. But I'm going to say that less than 1% of people have the discipline and the ability to coupon at an extreme level that, that bulking up is really going to be their best method. I'd say about 80% of people that go to the big bulk stores end up hurting themselves financially instead of helping themselves financially when instead they think, oh, this was a good deal. I'd mm -hmm. say 80% of people actually, it's, I'm not saying they're hurting, but it's not the best way to do it. <laughs> the way I think about it is it's, I hate to use the words uh, wasteful, but to a degree, 
you're spending way more than you need. And I think there is a certain amount of waste that's going to go into it. Um, but really, it's it's the biggest problem is going in there without a budget, without yeah. without a plan of knowing this is how much I have to spend. Yeah. Whenever Absolutely. you do that, it doesn't matter what category or what store you're in or what yep. you're buying. Whenever you don't have a plan that's going to dictate what you can do and what you can't do, you're going to go over. And this is just one of those areas where it's like it's like Candyland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. like wow, look at all this stuff. And yeah, like I said, yeah. I have family and friends that that I've talked about this issue with, and I've even I remember going and visiting my brother, and uh, for for Thanksgiving or Christmas one year, and we went to Costco, and I wasn't deliberately counting, but it was at least four or five hundred dollars by the time he got out of that store. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, that's that's my mo- that's my monthly budget for my food. Right, <laughs> like, right. Wow, in one sitting. Um, so anyway, that just, just something to be aware of. These are not we're not against Costco. We're not against Sam's. I think they're good things. Just be careful on how to use them and and be wise and uh, hopefully it'll help your budget stay on track. Absolutely. Well, so the next thing that we wanted to talk about today is cell phones. And this is something that I, about about 70% of the time when I'm sitting down with people, mm. I notice this is out of line or they're on an old plan that's charging them too much right. or they're paying too much. Uh, their lifestyle and their cell phone usage is beyond <laughs> what their budget will allow. Right. I'd say 70 to 80% of the time. I mean, this is something that it's almost guaranteed that as I'm going through the budget with somebody, I'm yeah. like, okay, we're going to have to address this. Right. And one of the things is that, you know, people just stay with their carrier too long. Mm. They don't, I mean, it's easy to not change it. And mm-hmm. so basically I don't want to have to deal with the hassle of change. Right. And so they will put up with some crazy stuff. I mean, they'll, they'll put up with every month the bill going up and yep. then three months later it goes up again. And yep. then three months later it goes up again and weird charges, fees, taxes that they don't really know how to explain. Mm-hmm. And the big issue is they don't want to call and deal with the carrier and they don't want to take the time to look at switching. But I've saved, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't quantify the number of people, but, uh, at least a hundred people going through their cell phone bill and yep. pointing them towards alternatives. I've saved at least a hundred people cutting their bill somewhere from a third to in half, yep. like 200 bucks to a hundred bucks or $300 to $200 based on its big family or whatever the plan is. And I've seen it over and over and over again. So this is something that we wanted to break into a little bit. Yeah, I did a blog last year uh, when the iPhone 10 came out and just kind of harping a little bit on the fact that now a phone is over a thousand dollars. Yeah. And carriers no longer give you the phone like they used to in order to sign a contract and then you get the phone for free or get the phone for a discount. Now you have to buy the phone. Yep. Of course, how many people have $1,000 or $1,200 to buy a new iPhone? Most people won't drop that kind of money and just buy the phone outright. Right. So then what happens is not only do you have the bill, let's say it's $50 per line and you have four lines. So that's $200. Yep. Plus you have the taxes and fees and that's another 10 to 20%. So now you're at $220, $230 for the plan. Now each phone has a 20 to 30 or more, depending on the size of the phone, yeah. how many mem- um, gigabytes well, you've got. If it's a $1,000 phone, it's really like 40 to 50 bucks a month. Exactly. Well, it's, <laughs> over, two, it's over two years, but yeah. Right? It, it, well, because 20, 20 months times $50 exactly. is dollars. Yeah, it's 40, 40 so, plus. Yeah, now, right? Sometimes they will give you a discount. I was actually into Verizon the other day because we're looking at switching. Yeah. And they had a $300 credit, now right. get this, they right. have a $300 credit, but they don't just give you the $300. 
they discounted every month for the 24 months. Right. So now, it, not only do you have this $240 bill, but you've got a payment potentially on one or more phones, which are, let's say, on the low end, $30. Right, which right? is very possible. So yeah. now you've got three, 30 times four phones, $120. So now you go from 240 to 360 Yeah. Th- no, yeah, 360 Yep. So you see what I'm saying? You're talking over $4,000 on phone service per year for a family of four. Yeah. Yeah, well, per So it's a significant. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying the 4,000 for the year, right? Oh, well, yeah, 4,000 yeah, 4, for the year. Yep, 4, exactly. For the year. Exactly. Yep. So it's not a small expense. Right. It's it's more than our electricity. Yeah. For me, it's three times our electricity. My electricity right. is around 100 to 150 a year. Uh, sorry, per month. So my phone bill is by far one of the most expensive things in my housing category, which that's where I put it. Right. Anyway, that's used yep. to put it under another area, but that's where I put it. But my point is this. It's a huge expense, and whenever I see a big expense, there's that. That's where I look at cutting. If if there's an area that needs to be trimmed down, look for the big numbers. Don't look at the small things. Oh, I'm spending twenty dollars on, you know, whatever. So you save that twenty dollars. That's only two hundred forty dollars per year. That's nothing. Right. There are bills that you have that are, you know, that much or more per month. Right. So. That's why it's one of those areas that it's so worth spending the time. I know it's a hassle. I don't like to be on the phone for two, three hours trying to understand these complex bills right. or why it went up three bucks this month. But if the number changes, this is what I want to say to our listeners. If the number, meaning that the bill changes from one month to the other, and I'm not talking about pennies, I'm talking about dollars, then make a call. Look at the bill. Find out what happened. Uh, they will go up. And they tell you in the bill, and now all of us get it electronically, so we don't read through all the, oh, by the way, here's the changes that are coming. And they, they gave you the warning, but you didn't read through it. Right. And all of a sudden, your bill went up 20 bucks. It's like, whoa, what happened? Don't let your bill go from 250 to 300 over the next three years. Challenge it. Look at it. You know, they're, they're, it's important that you keep an eye on it because that's a, it could be a huge savings over time. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice that I have is to look at the second tier brands. Mm. So you've got your first tier brands like AT&T and T-Mobile and yeah. Verizon and Sprint. But look at the second tier brands like Metro PCS um, or Cricket Wireless or... Uh, I'm trying to think of all the different names, but just Google T-Mobile second tier. T-Mobile is still right. somewhat of a yeah, well, yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, exactly. So, so look at the second tier brands because often they'll run on the same networks, mm-hmm. but they will be much more competitive on price, and they'll do contracts that are month to month, and they won't charge the taxes and the hidden fees. So you have a flat rate. So I'll tell you, if you're paying probably more than forty dollars a month per phone on for all data and text mm-hmm. and you know unlimited everything and calls if you're paying more than forty dollars a month per phone then you're probably overpaying you can almost always go to another carrier or another brand and find a forty dollar a month flat fee with no taxes and fees hidden in there that flat every month and then you can change it because yeah. you're month to month and you can change it now if you look and you're diligent you may be able to find a plan that fits your life where you know you're not going to use uh, so many gigabytes a month of data because maybe most of the time you're looking on data, you're using your home Wi-Fi. And yeah. so it's not going to your cell phone plan. So you may use very little data on your phone because you're using your home Wi-Fi, you're mm-hmm. using your work Wi-Fi, you're using your uh, using Starbucks's Wi-Fi when you're at Starbucks, you're using Barnes & Noble when you're at Barnes & Noble. I mean, right. I, yeah. almost everywhere you go now, there's Wi-Fi capabilities. So you could actually get away with a very low gigabyte per month. And a lot of these plans will 
they'll give you unlimited data, but maybe after three gigabytes, it drops dramatically in the speed. Right. But for three gigabytes, if you have Wi-Fi at home and at work and in all these different places, three gigabytes will get most people where they want to go. Right. And then when it slows down, it's usually only for the last couple of days of the month and you're okay. Mm-hmm. And so just be aware, you can find really good deals. And let's say that you found a good deal where it was $30 a month for the actual service. And then you started saving $20 a month for your phone replacement. Well, $20 a month times two years, so that's 12 months, 24 months mm-hmm. times 20, that's $480 that you've got saved over yep. those two years. You can buy a pretty decent phone for yeah. 500 bucks. That's right. May not be an iPhone, but might it's not be, be a good phone. Well, yeah, it might not be the latest, but you could even find two or three years old iPhone, you know, the, an yeah. old generation. Sure. And, and it's still good. I mean, like a 6S Plus or uh, maybe the 7s seven. now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so... So you can go back and and that that takes your bill per phone to thirty dollars a line and twenty dollars for the phone. So that's fifty bucks a month. And so you have four phones, that's two hundred dollars yep. instead of the example we were talking about earlier, we could get up to three hundred and sixty very right. easily. Very easy. And so two hundred versus three sixty, you've almost cut your bill in half. So be aware yeah, of this. And that's a that's a, almost a two thousand dollar savings per year. Yes. So what if you are one of those people that says, man, I just cannot save right now. I just, I look at my budget and there's no way I can save anything. Right. Well, this is, this is one of those opportunities where you can say, well, if I can cut, go to a different plan, go to a second tier plan, right? cut this expense by $150. Now I can save $150 a month. That's yeah. $1,800 for the year. A year from now, by the end of this year, you'll have $1,800 in the bank. Yes. And to me, that's worth it because you're not really giving up anything. Again, we've talked about value versus cost. Yes. Well, you still have the value. Why pay a premium cost for something that you're going to get the same value for a lower cost? It right. just makes sense to me. And these, these second-tier brands, they run on the same wireless provider networks as the larger yeah. brands. So Cricket Wireless is basically just the reduced cost of AT&T. Mm-hmm. And MetroPCS is basically the reduced cost of T-Mobile. Yep. And, and when you look around, they have the same coverage as all these other carriers. And then the one difference is if the, there's like, crazy phone usage at a certain time, then the network provider is going to give priority to the top tier brand and they'll be the ones going a little bit faster. But honestly, I've used one of these second tier brands for Ashley and I have used one the whole time we've been married Mm. and we've never noticed a difference. Um, And and then you just have to be aware of, you know, some providers are really great at your work and home location and some aren't, right? They're covered. So you have to look at, you know, do I want to use T-Mobile or Sprint's second tier or, you know, you got to look at that. But you can really find something that's just as good and get really good value for really low cost. Yeah, I agree. If very few of us really need to have nationwide coverage to the extent like let's say Verizon does, right? If you do, if you're, let's say, a truck driver, and you and you can go into very remote areas. Well, I'm going to tell you, Verizon's going to be a better network for that. But how many of us do that, right? So a second tier is more than adequate. Most of us live within a 30 mile radius of a metropolitan of, of a area, metro- yeah, right? Wherever you are, and the the occasional chance that you might go to Europe someday, right, or right. have a trip somewhere, and you really need to have that coverage. Well, so what? Just get a SIM card or buy a phone right, right there, and and it's such a smaller cost compared to paying the premium every month. Yes. Yes. Good. So another area is electricity. And this is something that here in Texas, they've deregulated the electricity industry. And Mm -hmm. so uh, if you live in Texas or another place that has deregulated, 
there are websites, and here in Texas it's called Power to Choose. So if you go to Google and type in Power to Choose, you just go to Power to Choose. Just make sure it's powertochoose.org. Yes. There are some <laughs> other ones out there that uh, are, are trying to pretend that they're Power to Choose, and they're not. So just be careful. Get through the ads on Google first and yes. go further down, and you'll find it. Yes. And so in Texas, Power to Choose is a great website where you can go in and see the exact energy cost based on different kilowatt usage. And you can figure out exactly how much you've been using and what the best plan for you is and get the lowest cost. And you do this uh, maybe once a year and you check out where you're at and you say, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm I'm not overpaying on my electricity. So for Ashley and I, we had a one and a half year plan with a company. They're 18 months, so mm-hmm. it's lined up. And at the end of that 18 months, I didn't even think twice about it because I'm like, oh, our electricity yeah. still going and what <laughs> they do and still running. They had switched us from the 18 month contract to a month to month plan. Right. But then every month they upped it by a penny mm. per kilowatt hour. And yeah. so it's yeah, it went from, fast. yeah, this is years ago, but it went from 10 cents to 11 cents to 12 cents to 13 to 14 to 15. Mm. And it was around 15 cents at the time that I realized that our electricity bill was different than what it usually was. Yeah. And I was really paying attention. I said, oh, well, why is it so much higher? Have we been using more electricity? No, same amount. Well, it had gone up one and a half times mm-hmm. just because we were on the month-to-month plan and we weren't monitoring it. Yeah. And so then we went to Power to Choose and we found the lowest cost provider and we switched. Yeah. So be aware that if you have the opportunity to switch. Now, some places you don't. There are electric co-ops where you can't switch. There are states that haven't deregulated. And so you, know, you have one provider for that area and you got what you got. You'll have to find savings somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> but if you have the opportunity, this is a great place. Yeah. Absolutely. And the only other thing I would say is uh, think about this when you're shopping for these because there are different terms. There's a month to month, there's three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months. And obviously the longer it is, the better the rate. So I usually go for the year, but there was one year where I ended up having, finding a plan that was really good for like six months or nine months. So I did that. Unfortunately, it put me in the next cycle where I was like in peak summer and that's, Uh. that's peak electricity use time. So the rates were much higher. So then I had to figure out, okay, I need to I need to choose a plan that takes me back to those non-peak times, which for us here in Texas is between December and March. And sure enough, I did it and I was able to get back on a decent cycle. So when you're shopping for this, look for either terms that'll bring you to, like if you're shopping right now, this is a good time. But if, you know, if you're hearing this in June or July, choose a term that'll put you back in the fall to winter season and you'll get better rates. Usually that's that's what I've seen uh, on Power to Choose. Yep. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. I also want to share with you that uh, I just have started writing a book called Jesus on Money, and it goes through everything that Jesus said about money and the way that we steward and the way that we manage. And the way that came about is I sat down with actually the stewardship team that I work with, and we began highlighting Mm -hmm. every verse in the Bible that had to do with managing well. Hmm. And so as we went through and we're highlighting everything, we started with the Gospels, and we started with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when we had finished just doing the Gospels, I saw how much Jesus had said about money Mm -hmm. and about stewardship, and I was blown away. I was like, wow, what I want is to have all this categorized so Mm -hmm. I can easily look at it and understand it and see what did Jesus say about money. 
And as I began categorizing it for myself personally, I said, this would make a great book to share with others. Absolutely. And so I uh, would love for you to check it out. Uh, you can go to Stewardship Pastors, with an S, stewardshippastors.com, and click on the Jesus on Money link and see the book. And you can pre-order it if you want. It'll be a little bit longer before it's out. But once it's ready, I will let you guys know. But be aware of that. Uh, keep an eye on that. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, hitting the subscribe button is really important to us. It gives us the downloads and helps other people find us better. If you will review it, put five stars or put a comment or a heart, depending on what type of device you're listening from, please do that. It will it will benefit us. You know, We come into the studio every week because we love to share with you guys. And yes. if you would help us share with others, that would be really important to us. Uh, you can also share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. It would mean a ton if you would tag us on that. So maybe go on Facebook, send a link out to this recent episode. Say, I learned some great budgeting tips from David and Leo. Uh, would you please listen and then tag us in there? And we'd mm -hmm. love to see that. And we'd love to share this with your community and with our community. And then finally, you can find the show notes at leosabo.com along with more content and resources. Leo, anything you want to add to that? Well, just uh, for the people that from time to time will comment, uh, I got an email just this past uh, week from a gentleman that was been listening to our podcast, and he just wanted to say, man, uh, so grateful for all that I'm learning. I wish I would have learned it uh, sooner, uh, but he's a young guy, so he's got he's, he's definitely in the right season of life to be learning, but it's just so good to hear from people uh, who are listening to this uh, podcast, and they're benefiting. We That's what will keep us going is to hear that what we're doing is making a difference. So thank you for that gentleman for, for uh, sharing that comment. It meant a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to you, David. And so keep, keep those comments coming. And by all means, let us know uh, what areas you're struggling with or, or need more information on. We're constantly learning, so even if we don't have the answer, we'll dig it up, we'll, we'll learn about it, and then we'll share it with you. Yeah, that, that's something we love to do is dig into these things and go really deep. So if there's mm -hmm. something you do, you feel like you don't understand the answer and uh, we don't understand the answer. We'll research it absolutely. to the point where we're really confident, and then we'll share it on the Give show. Give us a challenge. Everybody. We're up yeah, for it. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so please find uh, find us on LinkedIn or Facebook or on Instagram. Uh, friend us or follow us, and then we'll connect with you there and yes. send us a you know just say hey I'm listening. And mm -hmm. if you say that, it encourages us, and yes, we love does. to share with you guys. So uh, we look forward to having you join us next time, so that together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money right. right. second tier is more than adequate. Most of us live within a 30-mile radius of a metropolitan of, of a area, metro, yeah, right. wherever you are. And the, the occasional chance that you might go to Europe someday right. or right. have a trip somewhere and you really need to have that coverage, well, so what? Just get a SIM card or buy a phone right there. And, and it's such a smaller cost compared to paying the premium every month.